What up, what up? Welcome to episode 115 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, and we're ready to talk some wrestling. There's been a little chitter-chatter about uh, what's happening going on in the WWE and AEW. We had a special appearance tonight with um, somebody returning pretty significant to the roster. But also, we lost a very uh, pivotal person in the in the wrestling world too that we're gonna get to but before we do that we're gonna introduce the boys real quick he's over in glendale he keeps it regal his name is steve grobschmidt what up grabby sorry about your damn luck no problem (laughs) (laughs) well cowboy james storm for you really okay sorry about that but it, it sounded good but it's all right no, no need to apologize, Steve. He's kind of the classic guy, like you know. He he's he's a well-known wrestler. If you watched Impact, oh, did a, did a dime in, in NXT, but he kind of had the opportunity to stay there, and he chose like NWA or so. You know, he made he he's one of those guys that probably just narrowly tried to get into the big light lamb limelight, but he prefers to stay in the secondary leagues. What's mm-hmm. this dude's also- name? Cowboy James Storm. He and uh, one of I mean, he's he was a legendary tag team wrestler in uh, TNA slash Impact. He had uh, I just lost their name right now. But anyway, the first team he he was a first he was in a first team for a long time. But then he was in Beer Money with uh, Bobby Roode, and they turned Mm. out they turned out to be a great tag team. And then they (laughs) both were in NXT at the same time, and people thought they were going to get back together, but then he he left. Huh. It's your little history lesson today. Thank you. And that's why I love uh, recording every single week because, you know, there's so much wrestling to cover and there's always more that we can learn as very big fans. So let's talk to another really big fan. He resides down in Bayview. He's got his hood up tonight because he means business. He keeps it freshly squeezed. Mr. Matt Michelson, what up, Matt? Not much. And I have to apologize to our listeners. I did not come prepared with a promo or entrance tonight, but that can only mean one thing. It's time for the go-to. Hello, ladies. All right. Well, you always make it up. That's always a good fallback of a a good Valbowski intro. And, you know, I always uh, give you stick taps for your mouth trumpet. So mouth trumpet every once in a while, you got to bust it out. Most deaf, most deaf. Awesome. Matt, is, Matt is also the only one of us that at one point brought out an actual guitar for his <laughs> promo. So, yeah, yeah. he can do True it story. all. I wish I yeah. knew what episode that was. I'd tell our listeners, but I guess you'll just have to go back and listen to all of them. Search all. them all until you hear the guitar. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love it when Charlie brings his, his Bluetooth speaker and he plays his own music to, to for his intros, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. great. 
So yeah, Charlie isn't with us tonight. He's got another underwear modeling gig, but um, no big y- deal. You might have noticed, fans, that Charlie hasn't been on as much lately. Um, he's been actually spending a lot of time in Milan, uh, doing uh, underwear modeling. So he's he's kind of up moving up the ranks. You're probably going to hear about him mm-hmm. more and more. Very true. He's pretty big, and I don't just mean that in the underwear modeling profession. So. And Charlie in the underwear modeling world isn't the only person that leaves a big impact. We lost another great wrestler uh, not too long ago. Uh, His name is Jerry Jarrett. Um, He is the father of Jeff Jarrett, if I understand correctly. Yeah. Yes, he is. All right. So I so he was a little bit before my time, but I know he was a big deal. And I actually settled down with uh, that show, The Territories. On yes. Vice last night and and um, watched a couple because I f- totally forgot it was on my DVR. And uh, I heard a couple stories about with with Jeff Jarrett on and his name came up a bunch. And yeah, so it's it's great. So I'm actually really interested to hear what more Jerry Jarrett contributed to the business. And I know it was a lot, but I'm not the one to tell you. It would be Steve Gro- Grobschmidt, our uh, friendly podcast historian professor. So, Grabby, can you take us uh, through his career and a little fun facts about Jerry? Absolutely. I'll do a very brief uh, discussion on him. And who knows? Maybe in some point in the future, we'll talk a little bit more about him. But, um, yeah, so he just died the other day at 80 years old. Um, He did a surprising a lot of kind of key starting up or partnering. And, like, just he's a big promoter. Like, he. The Continental Wrestling Association is what he uh, founded in 1977. They were around till 89. And I mean, I could, you'd be amazed at all the names. These are just a few names that kind of went through or got their start or whatever in Continental Wrestling. Jeff Jarrett, obviously. Jerry Lawler, Iron Sheik, Hulk Hogan, Kamala, Scott Hall, Rick Rude, Rick Flair, Randy Savage, Steve, mm. Stunning Steve Austin. You know, They're so pretty I mean, good. Yeah, yeah. These guys like did a thing or two in the business. Um, he's a longtime partner with uh, Jerry, the King Lawler, who's by the way, also uh, recovering from a pretty massive stroke. Uh, yeah, I, don't I, know if we, as well. I don't remember if we covered that last week. I think it was no. since then, but um, sounds like he's going to make a full recovery, but it's, it's a pretty big deal anyway. Um, yeah. And he partnered, they, 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 you know, they had a talent, talent exchange with Jerry's mid South. Um, he's one of the first promoters that used music and videos to promote wrestlers. And that's, um, <laughs> You know, oh, yeah. one of the one of the first teams to do that was the Freebirds, and yep. it was it was of course them coming through town, and they used their music. Um, he did a he he went through a merger with World Class out of Texas, which is where the Von Erichs and everybody was big. Um, he also was a consultant slash uh, I mean other roles with both WCW and WWE, so he was at the big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tried to buy WCW, which you know as we all know WWE that wound up doing. He didn't have $2 million? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing when you look at things dropping, like things that you yeah. don't even think are a big company and they're like billions now? And it's like, yeah, it's the a the Rock gets paid $2 million just to do an Instagram post. It's right. crazy. But yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, but I mean, just to touch on Yeah, so I mean, just the point being, he's involved in a lot of, a lot of significant wrestling federations. And of course... He and his son founded T, uh, end of, uh, uh, TNA slash, uh, yeah, now Impact, but that's the little engine that could because, you know, they've had their ups and downs, but they're still around. They kind of formed the distant second company to WWE after WCW went down, and um, they're still kicking. Now, he's not involved, or they were the, the family's not involved anymore, but 
man, they created something that stuck around. So yeah, no, he's he's done a lot, and and obviously yeah. his son has been a huge deal too, and he still is. He's an ex- he's a wrestling executive right now. He kicked off uh, Nitro, um, Nitro, geez, he kicked off uh, Dynamite. This this uh, this both evening. explode Nitro and Dynamite. Yeah, exactly. Which is I think what they were going for. Yeah, yeah. totally. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, I I had heard about this news kind of like you, Mike. I. Don't really know a ton about Jerry Jarrett. I mean, obviously, I'm familiar with the fact that he's Jeff Jarrett's father. Um, I heard something similar, Steve, to a lot of things you described uh, on another podcast, which I won't mention this morning. But they kind of ran down similar things. And when you step back and think about it, man, he did a lot of stuff. And just the names and the talent that he introduced to the wrestling world is definitely commendable. Um I don't know a ton about the Memphis territories beyond what they've shown on Tales from the Territories. Uh, Again, just like Mike, one of my favorite shows on Vice TV, which, by the way, is just a great channel in general if you're looking for something good to watch. But anyway, um, yeah, Jerry Jarrett, man. Like, I don't know if he was necessarily known so much as being a wrestler, but more of a promoter. Steve, do you know if he actually, like, wrestled as well, or was he more on the business end of things? Um, I don't. If he did, it was like... um... I think, you know, I know he worked as a, he worked as a referee for like, I remember seeing like early on he did wrestle. Um, but I think it's just, you know, and, and I think he may, may wrestle the decade or so. And then, um, kind of got into the promoting business in the early seventies. So I think the sixties, he actually did wrestle. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said too, Matt, after watching that territory show on vice, I, it, it was going through my mind last night, just hearing these stories and just how much experience these people have they're true journeymen in a craft that literally all depends on human creativity storytelling being in shape and physicality it's crazy that like this is why i love wrestling i mean damn we have a podcast that we talk about once a week about it and it's not like everybody in the world loves it Probably very little people love it, but I feel like everybody can respect the fact that there's people that are passionate like him that literally dedicated their lives and did countless hours, like heart and soul, blood, sweat and tears into the business to what we have today to help keep it going. He's one of those guys that I feel like lifted up the business, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Trendsetter, like started so many of these, some of these groups are, you know, like TNA obviously is still around in a different form, but like Continental's gone and some of these other ones are gone, but man, they you like just the names I listed. This, yeah. They, they, they had their big place in history. Well, and you can't, you can't reiterate enough how important intro music is to wrestling today. And if he's the one that's like, yo, we got to do this, then God bless him. He should be on the goddamn Mount Rushmore of innovators of wrestling because that's half the that's literally where you get your biggest emotion if it isn't a big bump in the ring. So before the match even happens, when that music drops, the lights hit, whatever it may be that tickles your fancy. Thank you, Jerry Jarrett. So well, and if, if I can add one more thing too, I mean, because it relates to like you know dynamite everything. Um, obviously, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. Because say what you want about Jeff Jarrett, he's got that same damn mind. You know, he's yeah. been an executive. He founded a company that's still around today. He 
is sitting there in his 50s in phenomenal shape, still wrestling and putting younger guys over. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I like I could watch him and Jay Lethal wrestle together. Like they're just it's an old school wrestling. He can still draw yeah. heat like they're booing him tonight. It's 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 great. And mm-hmm. it's just that family was really just of a kind of a different age, but still still relevant. It is impressive that Jeff Jarrett came out tonight, especially with how recently his father passed away. I was almost expecting more of an emotional response from him, but man, the guy is a professional. I think he called that out on commentary, just how professional it was of him to be there tonight wrestling, you know, the way he was. And and I get a kick because like there's people online, you know, like the dirt sheets, but like, oh, there's heat between Jeff Jarrett and the acclaim because he talks shit about him on a talk show or whatever. He's a pro. Like if anybody thinks that Jeff Jarrett, like you know, the acclaim came out and didn't take a, they, they, they acknowledged in their uh, poem or their, their rap today that his dad died, but they, they didn't pick on his dad, but they picked on him. Yeah. But if anybody out there watching it thinks that Jeff Jarrett didn't approve that or wasn't cool with that, like they're stupid. Like, right. the, he's cool with the acclaimed and it's all a work. And it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah. And they, they even kind of, yeah, they even, he came out, like you said, like laughing and acting like the heel he always is the day after his dad dies. I mean, yeah. what a pro. Well, that's the way his dad would probably want it. Cause like we were saying, they, he poured his heart and soul into it and that's, Absolutely. that's probably how he would want it. Um, yeah. And now when, and I've, I've expressed my dis, this distaste for Jeff Jarrett in the past when he was with WWF, WWE, but now when I watch him wrestle, you're kind of like watching, someone that is carrying on a legacy history not even really i don't even really care about the match i just look at what he's doing how he works the crowd how he works you know his opponents and like the pace that he does so it's just different and not everybody can do that you only are able to do that and with confidence and muscle memory if you've had so much experience as the guy did and the dude probably before Jeff Jarrett could walk probably knew how to cut a promo to be quite honest with you. So, yep. Yep. Jerry Jarrett lost a big one and yeah, hopefully we'll talk about more of his story and legacy and future episodes to come. And speaking of coming, we had somebody come out of the back curtain. You thought I was going to go somewhere dirty, didn't you, guys and gals? Well, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that type of dude. Hey, there's a reason we got that E next to our episodes on yes. uh, Spotify and other places. Right. I was only talking about Christian Cage coming out of the tunnel uh, tonight on Dynamite. We haven't seen Christian in a little while. There was It was a great story that him, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy were having – uh, for the better part of 2022, it felt like. And uh, Christian, that was some of his best work. Yeah, absolutely. He went away, he went away for a little while um, from injury. His elbow or arm was broken, I think. Something like that. Maybe he just needed a breather. You know, he's old. You know, he's got money. He he, he loves the business, but he probably, he's got a family, I got to think, right? Is he married? Kids? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, give the guy a break. If the guy wants to go hang out a little bit, he deserves it. He's put on great, great matches for the better part of his life. He comes back tonight, and I'm hoping we rekindle some great storytelling once again because you can't have enough of it in AEW. So, Matt, let's get your reactions on this. It's funny. So 
the group, as we've talked about on past episodes, we were all on a group text uh, as this match was progressing. And it was mainly Steve and I going back and forth. And I'm actually going to read the text message that I sent to the group verbatim because as we're watching this match unfold, I was about to say something. Um, Just in general, I thought the match between Jungle Boy and Brian Cage was really good. And as it was progressing, I was even, you know, going back and forth with Steve on this. And this is the text message I sent. Now, keep in mind, I'm sending this as the match is unfolding. The match ends. Christian comes out. The text reads, LOL. I mean, there are other pay-per-view worthy matches I'd rather see instead, referring to Brian Cage versus Jungle Boy, because we thought for a moment that maybe that might go to Revolution as a rubber match. But uh, second sentence of the text reads, Ope, which here in Wisconsin is a word for uh-oh or oh, I take that back. Uh, Ope, and it's over, meaning the match is over. Good match, but yeah, Jungle Boy needs to fight Christian. Ope, and here we go. everything just unfolded really well um they did a great job booking it right as the match between brian cage and jungle boy ended obviously we've been talking about what is jungle boy going to do at revolution and the thought crossed my mind the moment it does no sooner christian steps out and thank god because i feel like mike you talked about how the storyline between christian jungle boy luchasaurus was really good and it was it had so many twists and turns though along the way because of injury it just changes in the storyline, things like that. There was that whole subplot where Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy were going at each other for a while. Jungle Boy ended up winning that feud, and we haven't seen Luchasaurus since, which is really unfortunate. I have to believe that whole Luchasaurus heel turn was really AEW's best idea of what to do with him because Mm -hmm. of Christian being gone. Because at the end of the day, I think the final beat of the story has always been Christian versus Jungle Boy. So... I personally am really excited for this match at Revolution. Christian's finally healthy. We're going to get the match we've all been waiting for for feels like years now. And I have to believe once that match is over, what's next for Jungle Boy? I feel like he's got to grow into like the next phase of his character. Like the Jungle Boy character is pretty cool, but obviously they've started calling him Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yeah, they're kind of alluding to something else changing so yes i think this christian cage thing's awesome i think i'm even more excited for whatever jungle boy does after the fact i've said this for a while when you come out on a man's shoulders you can only do that for so long right Mm -hmm. so i i i can't wait for him to get into the next phase i kind of want him to be a bad boy jack perry jungle boy's great kids love him and i love uh luchasaurus too but you want him, he's a dinosaur. He's not a nice dinosaur. The only nice dinosaur out there is Barney, right? You don't want a Barney in AEW. You need that <laughs> heel. So, you know, I think maybe maybe it would be kind of cool if Jack Perry got mean, Luchasaurus is mean, and we already have Christian Cage be mean. Maybe we got a trios uh, team forming here. I'm going to predict it a little early here, fellas. So that's my call. But again, I'm happy. You're right, Matt. He, they do need to graduate him from kind of like this boyish, awesome, you know, high, like flipping kind of style, which is great. But yeah, if he wants to get into a, take it a little more seriously and get a little better matches, I think he's got to beef up his character and get a little bad. Steve, what are your thoughts? I'm um, sorry. There's some breaking news right now. Could I break it on the yeah, show please. right this minute? Okay. Are you guys sitting down? Yes. Jack Perry's father is still dead. <laughs> um, you asshole. <laughs> honest For to God, I'm so happy that this is back because 
Christian's heel turn went so wildly better than I ever would have dreamed. It was great. It was great storytelling. And uh, honestly, in a- in the annals of AEW history, that's still perhaps my favorite promo when he's like, you have a father, but he's dead. It's just, I just remember like howling with glee. That was such a great promo. And I'm so happy that we're continuing this. All the reasons Matt and said is that, um, this needed to happen. It feels like it's been forever because of the injuries and we're going to finally get it. And then I don't know what happens with Jack Perry either. I, I do think they are doing this smart move where they, they, you know, now they call him by his real name. He still dresses like a Tarzan, but you know, and maybe he'll do that for a long time, but he's got an edge. Mm-hmm. Like it's good. They, they, they've, they've really, you know, they, they're hit and miss with some things, but Jack Perry, they've done right by Steve for a split second. When you mentioned that his father's still dead. I, I don't know why, but I thought you were going to say his father has been found and he's alive. And I, <laughs> I don't know. That'd why be an, that'd be an ad, that would be an attitude era move. It, totally. I, I don't know how you would ever go that route because that was totally outside the world of pro wrestling. But yeah, you had me bite for a second. So just goes to show, maybe that's why I'm such a fan of pro wrestling. I'll fall for anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, delivery. Luke Perry. Tupac and Elvis are all hanging out somewhere in like the Dominican Republic off the off grid. <laughs> yep. That'd be cool. I'd be down for that. Something I'm not down with was this big main event that we were supposed to have tonight. Mm. And it was uh between Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Ruby Soho, and it was verse Soraya. Tony, Tony Storm. And Tony Storm. Soraya See, was with her. Got it. You so, know it wasn't great because it happened 45 yeah. minutes ago and you've already forgotten who was in it. I was To be honest, full disclosure for everybody on this podcast, I've been bitching about it all night and I'm probably going to do the same thing after we're done recording tonight. I lost my headphones. I basically live in those things all the time. All I do is plug them in, in the right spot and they're gone for some reason. It's pissing me off. So for the better part of the main event, because we were going to record right after Dynamite, I was running around the house, upstairs, out outside, all over the place trying to find these things. Well, Still- Matt and I Matt and I lived through it, so we can cover for you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's honestly it's just ridiculous that one, you know, we get one women's match a week. Mm-hmm. And fine, they put it in the main event. Normally that's a good thing. They leave them 9 minutes. And it's like my wife doesn't really watch wrestling closely when she's in the room, but every time they say that we're going to stick with this past the hour, it's like both either her or I say, yeah, like one minute past the hour. It's like mm-hmm. they say that, but they never really do it. So it's right. like you knew they weren't. And then, of course, nine minute match at the end and they still do a picture in picture. It's just I mean, I don't know. It was well, they're not going to interrupt power slap. Oh, they should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so the story, but the story is actually pretty good, right, Steve? Because um, the whole the whole big it's, deal is we want to see where Ruby Soho allegiance are gonna align with, because um, apparently it's uh, Saraya and like these old school WWE people. How'd you put it, Steve? You put it so well for me earlier. Yeah, no, it's like they're doing you this. Do like we all know that Tony Storm and. Um, Soraya, like we're pretty recently with WWE, and in the case of Soraya, they're quite some time. So they're doing this not an invasion angle, but just that they're the WWEers that are taking on the AEW originals, I think is even what they're calling them. The Britt Bakers, the um, 
I mean, you name it, the ones that have been there like pretty much from day one. So that's the whole gimmick. And they're kind of doing the, I don't know, quasi beautiful people from Impact, quasi some things they've done in WWE where they're kind of the the bullies and now they're spray painting L's on people for loser. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's a little corny, but at the same time, I think given the not awesome, consistent storytelling in the women's division, it's also not bad. And I'm kind of, it's like, let's see where they go with it. But yeah, like you said, they are trying to, they were hinting like, God, Ruby is going to pick a side here because she also was in WWE for quite some time. She's been in AEW, you know, longer than obviously Soraya and Tony Storm, but you know, what, less than a year, year, mm-hmm. maybe a year now. Um, yeah, over a year, actually. Anyway, point being, where is she going to pick? So that's the whole point of this triple threat. They were going to do this triple threat a few weeks ago. But I either Britt was legitimately injured or what, but they said she was injured and it became a two way. So it's almost like they've been really planning this match for a long time. And then they deliver something that's just not, um, I don't know, not conclusive. I yeah. uh, I said it was like kind of a wet fart in church. It's just like, oh, that, that ended. I don't think you could have put it any better, honestly. I We talked about this also before we started recording, and I, I got to give AEW a little credit for putting this in the main event, but at the same time, I mean, this could have easily have been at the one hour, 30 minute mark, like where they usually put the women's match on these shows. Um, for those of our listeners who think one hour, 30 minutes every time, yeah, just watch. You'll, you'll start to pick up on it after a while. But anyway, um, yeah, this match wasn't all that great. There was a lot of moments where... Everything was very clearly telegraphed. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of the women in AEW, that, that's just how they wrestle. They're, they're not as fluid as some of the women who get all the ring time that you get in WWE. Um, so admittedly, I personally, as a fan, I think the WWE women's wrestlers, in terms of a percentage of them, are better in general when it comes to in-ring work. And I think that was really clear in this match tonight. Um you know, Britt Baker's definitely the face of the women's division in AEW, even though Jamie Hayter is the one holding the belt. And don't get me wrong, though, Jamie Hayter puts on amazing matches. Um, every match she's done, I think, has been a notch above this one. Um, but anyway, regardless of all that, for this being a three-way match, I think I was expecting a lot more. There were some shenanigans in the match towards the end. That's when it really started to get interesting. But that all lasted maybe a minute. Ruby Soho gets the pin. Um, kind of like Steve mentioned, it just, it, there was no conclusion to the story, or at least they didn't advance it. So not only was it not a very good match, it was really short on time. It didn't allow them to tell a good story. They didn't tell a good story. They didn't wrestle a good match. And now we're still in the same position we were at the beginning of it all. So yeah. I think it did nothing but hurt the three women involved. Or, well, take that back, what, five of them total, if you count all the interference and everything. So, yeah, not really sure what AEW is doing with this. I, I almost get the vibe like they're doing this as a, we need to have women's wrestling on the show or our fans will crucify us, which is really unfortunate. Um, yeah. If they just put a little more effort into it, not even that much, I feel like it could be so much better, but you know, like, I, like we always tend to say, there's always next week. Yeah. And I think, um, I texted you guys at the start of Dynamite saying, I think Ruby's going to turn tonight. Mm -hmm. And I think if they would have done it in that sort of sudden, like, oh, wow, that just happened, it would have been interesting. I think now, based on how this uh, she's like hemming and hawing, now if they do it in the next couple weeks, it'll be less interesting because it's like they overplayed it. 
I think this whole feud could be redeemed or could be interesting or could be saved if the plan has been to introduce Sasha Banks slash Mercedes as the you know member of this WWE crowd. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Depending on where you read it online, it doesn't it feels like those rumors have cooled off. Mm-hmm. That would put give this a whole hell of a lot of juice, but without yeah. that, it just feels like. But you know, there's I don't know, I don't know. I, I, it's not, it's not to me a failure, but it's also not the best. Well, remember, gentlemen, we have um, AEW Revolution coming up in close to three weeks here, or is it two? March fifth. Uh, Mar- so yep. maybe. You know, there's still they want to leave a little more meat on the drumstick for us to talk about, because if maybe they blow the big surprise, maybe maybe we will see Sasha at Revolution. Who knows? I yeah. keep saying Revolution is low key, pretty fucking awesome. There's been a lot of great moments on that show, so I am looking forward to it shaping up real nice so far. I think there's still a little bit left to tell. But tonight, yeah, did not end well. Was kind of a wet fart. And I mean... <laughs> That that spray paint on uh, the backside of Tony Storms. Where can I get some of that? That's, that's not f- at your local hardware store, is that's it? That's a wet fart. I think we all would take. You yeah. could definitely get it off eBay. I'm pretty sure there's yeah. a dark corner of the internet for guys like that. Oh yeah, somebody you know, pro- bottled it up in a Ziploc bag and labeled it uh, with masking tape and selling it for 300 bucks on eBay <laughs> right now. Yeah, I think Matt said something that I really want to like. Like to me. I'm not one of those impatient wrestling fans that wants everything resolved immediately. I'm okay with things dragging out a little bit, but I think it's the combination of all the things Matt said, rushed match, nine minutes, like not Mm -hmm. the best match. It's like the whole combination made it like a flat thing. Like if it would have been an amazing match, well-told story twice as long, maybe, but it's just, it's just like they crammed in at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. Somebody went long. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, power slap cannot wait. That's for sure. Fuck. This show is just so stupid. I have it on right now because uh, I left <laughs> the TV on and I just peer over at it. I'm like, this is just, I mean, there's nobody should be this desperate in their life it's, to go on and get money to do something as stupid as this. I don't use this word loosely, but it's like, it's actually offensive to me. I think like the yeah. simple fact that in 2023, when we know what we know about head trauma and all this stuff, yeah. like Dana White is just yeah. soul, soulless for putting, and, and yeah. so is TNT or I mean, sorry, TBS for putting that garbage on television. It's basically kind of worse than bare knuckle fighting because at least bare knuckle fighting, like you can kind of defend yourself here. You just literally take a full on 110 mile an hour. I don't even know. I mean, it's just fucking crazy how normal they're trying to make this look like it's a sport. They're like, no, these, these athletes there. I mean, this couldn't, this guy looks right now that's up here. He looks like he works the night shift at a circle K and like just skims off the top with the donuts. This is not an athlete, but they're trying to make it look like, this is like a legit sport, and it's disgusting. It is offensive. Fuck me yeah. for actually leaving it on. But anyway, no problems. Agreed. Uh, speaking of offensive, I don't know if you would be offended or not if to see a Zami Zayn Roman Reigns main event at Elimination Chamber coming up soon. That sounds pretty interesting. Have you been following it, Matt? I have, yeah. Let's talk about WWE here a little bit. Um, this is an interesting development. Probably one of the best stories WWE has told in quite some time. 
Um, so I think it was maybe on last week's episode or the week before, we talked a lot about uh, this turn at the Royal Rumble. So Sami Zayn, just for those of our listeners who don't follow WWE, well, yeah, you try and say it quickly. Um, <laughs> Sami Zayn has been with the bloodline, Roman Reigns and his family, for I want to say the better part of a year now. And they've adopted him as one of their own. Royal Rumble comes around. Sami Zayn's put in a position where he has to choose between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. And he chooses to take a chair and hit Roman Reigns in the back with it. And all this fallout has ensued. So all these things are going on. Ultimately, what it comes down to is this Saturday is WWE Elimination Chamber in Montreal, Sami Zayn's hometown. And he's facing Roman Reigns for the undisputed universal godlike championship, whatever they call it now. And so... It's going to be a phenomenal match. Montreal is going to be totally on Sami Zayn's side. Now, what makes this more interesting, Cody Rhodes is the winner of the 2023 Men's Royal Rumble. So he's facing whoever the champion is at WrestleMania. And you got to believe, just knowing WWE, I mean, yes, it is Triple H. Vince is back, but Triple H is really still in charge of creative, I think. Um, It's got to be Cody and Roman at WrestleMania, I have to think. And... Mm -hmm. This match at Elimination Chamber this weekend, I don't know how the crowd's going to react if or when Sammy loses. So that's going to be really interesting to see. This past week on Raw, they actually had a face-to-face between Cody and Sammy. And it was really interesting because, of course, Cody comes out and he's his classic, like, I'm going to cheer everybody on, babyface self. And the, the guy just, he does it so effortlessly. It's no wonder that WWE was probably thrilled to pick him up not just because they were taking a guy away from aew but just because the guy can do everything especially for wwe so anyway Sami Zayn this past week on raw is talking about how he's like i don't know if i can beat roman reigns like you haven't seen what i've seen how he is when the cameras are off <laughs> all that kind of stuff <laughs> that's so good it, it it was really well done it puts doubt in your mind but then, of course, Cody's got to be the one to like ask the crowd, like, "Do you think Sammy can do it?" Like, I, it's just weird. I think it was kind of cheesy how it was done, but it kind of teased Cody up as this experienced guy who can really see what people are made of. It puts Sammy in a position where, like, well, maybe he could do it. Like, he's doubting himself, but that sets him up for a really great underdog victory if he's able to win. Now, the reason I say I don't know if he's going to win it is because. And be honest with me, guys. I'm going to ask you this. Do you think Sami Zayn versus Cody Rhodes is the WrestleMania main event? Yes or no? No. I don't think it will be, but I think it would be an amazing match that will would be accepted by the fans. I think the fans would love it, but I don't think WWE will pull the trigger on it. And I, I, I agree, agree with Steve, but I just went with my first impulse quick answer like that because no. It's not because it's I WWE. Also, I also don't think, I mean, Roman Reigns has held the title, what, is it three years? Close to three years? Yeah, 900 some days, I want to say. When you've built that up for so long, it's it just feels unlikely to me they would have him lose it, the, the pay-per-view before WrestleMania. It's right. like, when you've had three years, this is like going back to like Hogan era, like title runs. It's a WrestleMania moment to have him lose. Although I just still can't fathom Cody beating him, but it seems possible. It, yeah, they, that's kind of where they my probably want to get him to a thousand, like a thousand days, so they can be like the thousand day champion. Like say that for like it's another four hundred days. Who knows? 
Very so. well could be. And so one other thing I will mention, I think we had talked about this on the group text and maybe it was Charlie who mentioned it. You know, we talk about, you know, Sami Zayn maybe losing or winning, Cody being the one to win at WrestleMania against Roman. But has anyone ever stopped to consider maybe Roman just wins both matches? Because yes. Cody, Cody was brought in from AEW. Like, let's not forget that. He started his own promotion. I don't want to say out of spite, but for the most part, it, you know, one of AEW's big things is constantly putting down WWE. And he went as far as to smash a throne that represented Triple H and everything he stood for. And then he comes back to WWE and thinks that... They're going to roll the carpet out for him? <laughs> right. And not only that, but they're going to take this guy who they've protected for years and put Cody over against this guy? I, You know, when you think about it that way, I don't know. Like, it could really go either way. And that's part of what I think makes this so exciting because I think regardless of how this plays out, it's going to be really interesting. And there's a lot of things they can do. I also, though, see if they go all the way to WrestleMania and Roman wins again, the fans could really sour on him um, because I think they were starting to get a little tired of the bloodline story anyway. So if that storyline just ends up being, oh, Roman always wins because, you know, John Cena always wins, so Roman always wins too. I, I don't know, man. They, they've done a lot to regain the fans' trust, and this would just destroy it. I yeah it's weird and I I mean I it's very hard for me to weigh in objectively because you know for the reasons we talked about a hundred times on this on keep the kayfabe I am not a particular Cody Rhodes fan and I don't get the appeal right now however I'm also recognizing I've been wrong about everything so far since he's been in WWE that being said if I were a betting man and I wouldn't be because I don't feel that strongly about this I think Cody, I think Roman could come out of both the champ. And I think you're right. I think the fans are going to start like, I think they're, they still seem to be behind Cody. Um, if, if Roman comes out of all of it and he has his WrestleMania moment, there'll be, it'll end in booze and they don't like to do that. Um, they could also do something. There's another scenario that just popped in my head. Ro, uh, Zane could lose. And then it'd be done in such a controversial way, whatever that somehow, Zane, it's it's Zane, Cody, Roman, triple threat, <laughs> and then who knows? Maybe Sami Zayn gets his WrestleMania moment. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I'll give it to him. This is like the simple fact that we're talking about. This is like there's unpredictability, and that's what you want for sure. I the triple threat I hadn't really considered, but that could also be a thing. At the same time, I feel like. It, they did a triple threat. Was it with, I think, I want to say Daniel Bryan, Roman. That Reigns, was the big Edge. thing. Yeah. Oh, and they, no, they also did. I mean, I, what I just did basically was, it was like, it's a very eerily similar situation. It was supposed to be Batista Triple H because Batista won Royal Rumble, but the ah. groundswell was so great behind Bryan Danielson that um, they made it a triple threat threat and not only that i think he won a match before that <laughs> like so like he won two matches that so i mean they'd be essentially doing the same playbook to have sammy like this like get insert himself into it but the fans would love it mm -hmm. yeah totally we'll have to wait and see yeah folks elimination chambers coming up i don't even know who's participating in the actual name of the pay-per-view of the Elimination Chamber at all, nor do I care, so we don't even have to really re recap it. But if you <laughs> want to, you can write to us at keepthecavefave 
at gmail.com or on our Facebook or Instagram at Keep the Kayfabe. And let us know who's wrestling in the Elimination Chamber. And while you're at it, drop in a what you want us to talk about on the show or maybe a great promo which is what we're going to get to right now. It's time for promo of the week. So as I've been hinting at, I've been really obsessed with this territory show. Jim Cornette laid down something real funny. I actually was dying laughing um, watching this. So I'm going to the mailbag. I was like, there's got to be a good Jim Cornette one in here. And sure enough, we got a good one here, folks. This one comes to us from Biloxi, Mississippi. It's like, hey, boys, this is Mikey Ray. I love Keep the Kayfabe, and I put it on every day on my way to work in the truck. Keep up the good word, boys. See you on the road. Awesome, Mikey. Well, let's get to the best promo that we have coming today from Jim Cornette. It's the infamous one that he puts on Sunshine. Let's take a listen. With your thing with Cornette, but also uh, you are very confident as to who will win that bout between Adams and Kabuki and who really does have the best kick. Oh, I certainly am. I am ready, ready for Thursday. Fourth of July is going to be my day. I've been waiting for this a long time. You know, I think, you know, I've been getting pretty hot at Cornette, and I think I'm not the only one who's been getting hot. And I think maybe it's about time somebody took some of those words of his and shoved it right down his throat. Because he's got a big enough fist, a big enough mouth to fit both of these fists, and we might try it out. What do you think? All right, and also on the 4th of July, Chris Adams is going to face the great Kabuki. And I think I know who's got the best kick, but I think uh, everyone else is going to be going to be a terrific bout. <clears throat> hey, hey, hey. Well, Jim Cornette is arriving in Sunshine. Let's try to ignore this if I... How stylish. Look, I'm going to try to remain cool. I don't want no trouble. I just want to tell you that I'm looking forward to the 4-2 because I'm ready for you. I've been doing push-ups. I've been doing sit-ups. I've been doing chin-ups. I've been doing pull-ups. I threw up once, but I'm okay now. I've been in serious training. i got my training clothes on now. You know about Richard Simmons, personal friend of the Cornette family. Besides that, I'm in the best shape of my career. I'm moving good. I'm breathing good, and I'm all ready for the 4th. I hear you're in fighting fit. Well, after the 4th of July, you're going to be fighting for air and fit for nothing because I'm going to show you that it takes a good man to beat you, but it don't take him long. Hey, hey, if it's going to take a man to beat me, then why don't you bring one with you? Oh, look at him. Oh, big mouth, big mouth, huh? Big mouth. Let me tell you something. You've been on more street corners than the Dallas Times Herald. Look at that outfit you got on. Let's not have any more of this if possible. Wait a minute, I just, I want to say one thing, I'm going to be nice and then I'm going to go. I heard you say that I'd made you angry, made all these people angry, that you were hot at me and everything. I didn't mean to get you so upset, and I just figured that I want to apologize. I'm sure all the people will accept my apology. I didn't mean to get you so hot, and I would like to take it upon myself right now to cool you off. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I've seen it all. Sunshine, obviously, in the same mood that you and I will be had that happened to us. I've seen it all. What an asshole that guy is. He was so good at being hated. That's Steve. 
Oh my god, he it still makes me sad that how much I hate I legit don't like him nowadays because he's just a <laughs> he's just the sad reflection of what he used to be. But he was gold as a heel. Like and, and you just you just heard why. Like he was just he was like my god, that, that, there's a reason he had to carry around an actual loaded um tennis racket because old ladies and people would try to kill him. He said he would go to work in a bulletproof vest. Yeah. And- yeah. Try to like stab him on this show. Yeah. Like yeah. people legit hated this guy's guts. Yeah. Old ladies tried to kill him. It's hilarious. I mean, I not to- hilarious, but it is. I totally believe it. I remember watching Attitude Era WWF. Uh, I want to say it was like in 1997 is when I first started watching. It was around the time when they first started taking the product of the mid 90s and converting it into, you know, what everybody remembers, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, all that good stuff. So you had this weird mix of guys like that and then these old school wrestling characters from early WWF. And Jim Cornette was one of them. He was one of the managers. I cannot remember the tag team he was managing at the time. But I remember him always coming with a loaded tennis racket. And I always thought to myself, the hell is he doing with a tennis racket? And also, this guy looks so dumb. Like, I just hated the guy, it, like, inherently. And that pretty much jives, Steve, with exactly what you just said. Like, the guy draws heat, and he doesn't even have to do anything. He just looks hateable. Like, he's he's got, like, a punchable face just like Sammy Gomez. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And he's oh, yeah, most definitely. Ass- Mug asshole. It just was a gr- great heel. It's almost like if there was a guy... He looks like he would work at, I don't know, something really boring. I don't know, maybe at Enterprise in corporate in a really boring division. But then he (laughs) has the quickest mouth and best insults out of anybody you would ever meet. Like, he looks very boring. Like, he just goes home and eats, uh, you know, a TV dinner, has a sad-ass life. But he has the confidence to say the meanest things to your face, and he doesn't care about what anybody thinks of you. Or thinks of him, I mean. So that's, yeah. uh, that's a great analogy. Something crazy. I don't know. But yeah. You, yeah, I mean, I can see, Steve, why you might not like him today because he's still a heel. But he's ne- that's how much he loves the business because he's he's going he's gonna to be his character till the day he dies. I don't think he'll ever be a baby face because the only baby faces follow this great piece of advice. What's that? Well, no heel's ever going to tell you this, so it's going to come from us, the heroes, the baby faces here on Keep the Kayfabe. And that's stay humble, stay hungry, and stay hard. Ah, uh, you know, I always forget that, but yeah, Triple H. <laughs> Woo. Well, it seemed like a month since I kissed my baby goodbye. I could have a lot of women, but I'm not like some of the guys. I could find one to hold me tight, but I could never make believe it's all right. Six days on the road, and I'm gonna make it home tonight. Good shit.